Did you know that dogs have an incredible memory for people and experiences? Studies suggest that dogs can remember individuals that they haven't seen for years and that they can recall specific events and places from their past. Chrissy, I have to tell you, Every single time I see my dad, no matter if it's been a year since we've seen each other, he's always asking me, do you think the dogs remember me? And I'm like, of course they do, because they completely freak out when they see him. And they even freak out when they see like my extended cousins they haven't seen in like five years. And so I know this is true. Do your dogs do that too? I definitely believe that. And I think what's really cool is that like, you know, just just kind of how we see it is that those nostalgic moments, it's so obvious that they remember them because like the dog's reaction is not just like a, hey, what's up? Who are you? It's like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in forever. Come back. Right. I know. I don't need any studies to know that this is true for sure. Well, I'm excited for today's episode and welcome everyone to the Dog Moms. Dog Moms, Dog Moms, Hi, everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully, you are listening to us on some of your adventures and travels with your dog. Well, we do have a very great episode for you. If you're a fan of getting out there and doing things with your dog, this is going to be the episode for you because today we're going to actually interview Susie Teitelman. She is a pet exercise expert, but not just that. She is the founder of Doga. That's right. I said Doga, not yoga, but there is a lot that connects there. That's right. Susie's actually been teaching Doga for 20 years and she started Doga with her dog back in 2001 in New York City. And I've actually taken a yoga class with my dog before. I didn't know it was like a thing. So I'm really excited to talk to Susie and find out more about it. I know, but I learned like, you know, just from doing some research is that it's not just about like doing exercise with your dog, with your dog but she's she does a lot as far as like your spiritual bond, your mm-hmm. place how you have your everyday life with your dog. And so she has a really cool book as well called The Paw of Attraction. Oh, that's is, so cute. I know, isn't that great? <laughs> I know. So it'll be lots of fun to kind of deep dive into this with her. I can't wait to bring her on. Awesome. Well, guys, don't forget, if you'd like to send us a question, we like to answer questions at the end of the show. You can go to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. Leave us a little voice message and we'd love to hear from you and answer some of your questions. But before we get to our interview, I have of a kind of ridiculous story. Okay, you've been I- holding us back because <laughs> you warned me about this and I'm like, all right, well, you're just going to have to tell me on the show. I know. This happened last night, everyone. And um, it it was it was a great ending. Everything is fine. But, um, but you have for those worried. Listeners- <laughs> what is going on? She's for smiling, those- guys. She's laughing those- and I'm smiling. Like, so. I'm laughing because it's funny uh. now. I mean, and thankfully, it was with my dog who is just like the most easygoing, go with the flow kind of guy. And so I need to must be Oakley. Yeah, it's Oakley. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) he was just like, this is my life now. So last night, Chrissy, um, I met up with a photographer friend and she's entering these competitions to see if she can uh, win, you know, different competitions with her photography. And the challenge was reflection. And I messaged her and said, hey, I have inflatable paddle boards and my dogs are used to being on the paddle boards. So if you want to try reflection photos out on the lake, I'm happy to help you. Yeah, it was a great idea. So um, we started off, put the paddleboard, you know, I blew up one paddleboard. I brought two uh, and put Oakley, my really chill dog on the paddleboard. Did you go on there with him? Were you with him on the Well, I have to get him out in the water on the paddleboard and then I had to like climb through the water and get out. So I did get kind of of wet. Um, 
And the the water kept pushing the paddleboard with him on it, like towards us on the shore. Is this like a lake or an ocean or what? Are we yeah, talking about so here? it's a it's a lake, and people go out on boats. And oh, well, that's it, good. It's not. It like, was you really know, really pretty. Water. No, <laughs> the water was pretty still, but there was like a slight breeze, so it was kind of blowing the paddleboard towards us, and it kept on blowing it to the shore. So I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe let's put it further out. Yeah, so that you, you have a chance. Yeah, so you have a chance to get a photo because it's gonna like. The wind's going to eventually like bring the paddleboard to us on shore. So we took the paddleboard in Oakley all the way out a little bit further. I pushed him out. The photographer got back and ready. And as soon as we push him out on the water and I had a rope attached, but I had to push it a little bit further than the rope. The wind stopped and Oakley was just on the paddleboard (laughs) by himself. Oh my god! In the middle of the lake, I think it's important for readers to know that this probably—if I have it correctly—you warned me. You're like last night something happened. This wasn't in the heat of the day. No, no, this was was like at like seven thirty at night. He was very content. Um, I have pictures and videos, so you can tell that he was not stressed at all. But I was stressing. I was like, um, it wasn't pushing my dog to me anymore. So thank goodness I brought a second paddleboard. But he was out there for a a little bit of time. He ended up just taking a nap. He was oh taking a nap <laughs> and I was like feeling like the worst dog mom ever, but he, he just was very- like, this is, this is my life now. I'm just, yep. gonna, this is, this is okay. <laughs> I think this goes really well into what we just talked about. We're about to have, you know, Susie on the show, but like your energy affects your dog. I think if yep. you probably started panicking, oh, he would absolutely. have been, if I would have been like, oh then he probably would have also freaked out but I was like we know he's not the most glamorous swimmer so it's probably a good thing that he did I I was like all right just stay on the board I'll go blow up my other paddleboard which takes you know a little bit of time and I was able to go and fetch him but he just laid down and took a nap and accepted his fate so (laughs) um he he, I think he enjoyed himself when I got back to him I was expecting him to be all stressed out and he was like Oh, hey, mom. And I was hey, like, hey. Uh, the life, I'm glad. What we do, what we do for fashion and photography, right? You know? Oh, my gosh. It oh, was no. a, it was a story to remember. He has quite a few water stories. And if you've watched the Dog Mom show, you'll catch one of the episodes where we kind of deep dive into one of those other escapades he's been in yeah. the water. But he has kind of a trend happening <sighs> here. Oh my goodness! I know. Oh. Me and my well, dog. I can't wait Maybe. to see those photos. We're gonna have to link them to this. We're gonna have to link them to this show so people can yes. see. And I do have a video. I'll put that up on social media somewhere. Some something so you guys could see the video of Oakley straight up napping in the middle of a lake <sighs> on a paddleboard. Well, you was... know what? If it was gonna happen to any dog, it was the right dog. <laughs> Absolutely. He's, he's so chill. He's so relaxed. Well, I think that this kind of goes perfectly with our episode, actually, because we're gonna be talking about being in like the state of mind that our dogs are in. And if I could, if I could be as chill and as anxiety free as Oakley, I would love that. I don't know if you guys can can see it, but like, can you see? No, we can't see him. You can't hold on. I think your mic is blocking him. I see a butt. Do you see a butt? For those of you guys that are listening, uh, her dog Beasley is just straight up chilling behind her. If you watch her, the, so. dog, the, dog mom, the dog mom show, you'll notice that you'll Beasley know. and Oakley pretty much just lay on live their backs in, and sleep the entire They live in an like, external ta- state of chill, but yes. we, have, and, we have a lot and, um, to learn from our dogs. So. We do, but I think if I could be a little more like that, I'd be in a good, I'd be in a better position with my mind and my spirit. So I think that's Absolutely. a great lead into bringing Susie on the show. And I can't wait to hear more about Doga and how we can kind of meditate and connect with our dogs. Awesome. All right. Well, let's bring Susie on and chat with her.
Well, hi, Susie. Welcome to the show. We're so happy hey. to have you here. I'm so glad to be here. Hey, hi, Amber. Susie. Hey, hey. So, so I hear that you are down in sunny Florida right now. Sunny Florida with my three dogs and three cats. Oh, yay. I found another cat and dog person. I'm so happy. I I never had cats until just a couple years ago. And I I love cats. I know. I appreciate it. By themselves, which is neat. No litter. Oh, my gosh. I want to get like a catio for my cat. Sorry. I know it's a dog podcast, but I was just so excited when someone who loves dogs also Mm -hmm. loves cats because it's like. When I lived in New York, I was just, we were just saying I was from New York. I got one of those things where the dog could pee on your patio oh yeah so that I wouldn't have to walk down you know six flights of stairs I don't know I'm in a hotel for one night and I'm like ugh, never yep yep I I don't want to live in an apartment ever again now I'm like always need a backyard for sure that's that's really I guess the greatest thing about having a backyard you can have more dogs you know yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. well I know that you're technically the pet exercise expert and that you've created something really cool. Could you tell us about it and tell our listeners about it? Yeah, it's, um, you know, it started in New York when, um, after 9-11, when I finally got my own dog, like, and became a dog mom that wasn't with a boyfriend's dog or my family dog. And so I finally became a dog mom, like, after 9 I was like, I'm not waiting any longer. And so I got this little black cocker spaniel and I honestly tried to go to all the rescues, but it was like, I didn't have a car. I'm living in New York City. It's 9-11. And there was a yoga studio where I was training and there was a pet store underneath. And there was this little black Cocker Spaniel in the window. And I just like, you know, I grew up with Cockers. Mm. So I started, once I got him, it was kind of a strange time in New York, you know, and I just took him to class with me everywhere. You know, I was just, I'm not leaving my dog. And I just started stretching him and moving him. So long story short, you know, it became yoga for dogs. It was rough yoga. Now it's doga. It's oh worldwide. Goodness. And um, but it's gotten to a point where I just wrote a book after all these yes. years, not on the postures, but on the meaning of it and why we are with dogs, why we live with dogs and what they really do for us. And what, why we do yoga with a dog or really anything is, it's about like being like your dog, you know, how the dog can just be calm and happy (laughs) and live in the present. Yeah. And, and, and live in the present, you know? Yeah. Those were so, like so spawn people offs, who maybe kind of. have never heard of this before. You know, I've heard of like doing yoga with goats, right? But you're, you're doing yoga and there's like goats around. Like, so, right. Right. So like, so that's where after 20 know, years of yoga, I, I really got dogs? to the point where I trained a lot of different teachers what would and be like there's so many different kinds of yoga that, you don't have to be doing wild postures. Like at the beginning, mm-hmm. people were like taking pictures and it was like a, a show. Like right. they wanted me to put it on my head or, you know, <laughs> bal- you know, bal- I little dog be balancing them on my head. You know, but that, that was silly. It got to the point where it was more like just meditating with your dog, you know, mm-hmm. just breathing and being calm with your dog. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, bonding more in the sense of the connection of, mm-hmm learning to be 
like an animal who hmm. all the beasts of this world could teach us a lot, you know? Oh, so, absolutely. I know we're like very big advocates on like taking little life lessons from our dogs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Chrissy just yesterday how when I take my dogs on a walk, my husband and I try to be like, look at how much they appreciate just like going on a walk and just being mm-hmm. there. Now, I wanted to ask you before we get into I, I have so many questions and so many things to get into with you because yeah. I've taken a class with my dog in yoga and it was like oh, I my favorite. Oh, I didn't really answer your question, but I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. But- no, that's fine. <laughs> but go ahead and answer your question. I'll go back. Uh, so I'll answers. ask you because they're called – I mean, the questions are all intertwined. It's all good. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you kind of like you mentioned your puppy that you got, but it, was there something specific that like were you teaching yoga classes before you got a dog and then you wanted to – yeah. incorporate it or was there something very specific that inspired you or kind you know, of you like- know I look back to when I was a little kid um I was I remember I was like in third grade I think and I put on a dog show in my front yard for my dog's birthday like, and I, all these pictures and I, I went around I had everybody in the neighborhood dress their dog up and come to my house and that oh my gosh and it, it was so it was, so you know, cute. I was always, and I slept with my dog that I, a little poodle that was my great grandmother's when she went into a nursing home. We took her from St. Petersburg, Florida, brought her up to Jacksonville. We would drive her down and put her through the window into the nursing home. Her name was Sammy. But, um, so she lived to be like 18 oh, wow. and, wow. And, so, and then, and, you know, had other family dogs, but um, oh my you know, I was always into that. Well, when I moved to New York to be an actress, I'm that's I was like on Broadway kind of things, that kind of thing. I do musicals, but I saw all these people walking like ten dogs. I'm like, what are they doing? And I've and I was like, so I said, you know what? I, I'm going to specialize in one dog. <laughs> you know, and I didn't realize that they were getting paid like ten dollars a dog, and I'm gonna <laughs> like ten dollars. Right. You know, and to me that was kind of a lot back in 1995. But I ended up being a nanny for a boxer oh, sure. yeah, in yeah. a woman's house in New York City. I lived in her, she had worked for Ralph Lauren. Her sure. entire place was flowered Ralph Lauren stuff. And she moved to Boston during the week. And I would live with the boss, the boxer. And then on the weekends, um, mm-hmm. she'd come back. And I would go to my little place down the street with my friends. So I started this like dog care service. Wow. And that was even before... I mean, I was going to, to do, I was doing yoga, but it wasn't, um, I wasn't teaching it yet right. or anything, you know? So I really came to New York and I was like, I'm going to start a dog care service for large dogs. And, and I had other ones too. So then when, yeah. then I, then I met a guy and he had a, a Rottweiler and that was the first time yeah. I ever had a Rottweiler. I, I mean, actually asked him to marry me. I was like, I loved him so much. Marry me because. Yeah, marry yeah. me so I can have your dog, please. <laughs> yeah. So I and then God, years later, I ran into him on the street, and I was like, "How's Vincent?" Because I love your dog. dog. Potato leg, and he had three. Oh, that just made me so sad. But oh. um, but so yeah. So there were. It was all. I was always like a dog, just a dog. It was my mentality. Oh, wow. I think of always like being with a dog. You know. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, like. That's, I, I'm in the Actors' Equity Union and, you know, I do musicals. And I love and, how you casually um, mention that you're like, oh, and I was oh, on Broadway. Yeah. No big deal. Um, like, Broadway? Girl, right. that's so, a you big know, deal. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom had said, become I'm a yoga teacher to do something besides waitressing yes, in between shows. The lovely world of New York. <laughs> because I was really into yoga. 
Yeah. You know, my grandmother did yoga. So what, what trans- I was into taking a lot of classes. Right. But I'm like, mommy, I'm not going to teach it. Oh, I, do I feel you. You know, yeah. I do yoga. And then mm-hmm. I ended up my, my teacher, Dana Flynn from Laughing Lotus, who's gone on to open other Laughing Lotus and stuff. We're still closed. She's like, you should take, you should do my certification. And even if it's just for everything, always says, oh, I'm furthering my practice. You know, that's mm-hmm. fine. So, but it was. You know, I'm a teacher. I'm a I'm an entertainer. I love yeah. yoga. It all and then when Doga happened, it was, and then we started to be on TV. I was like, that's perfect. You know, because you know I like to be on TV and I, um, I love doing yoga and dogs. So it all just kind of you know melded together. But um, I now I do have foster dogs, which is really cool. Um, I fostered my very first foster. I went in and I said. I'm here for your, this is in Jacksonville downtown, your most needy dog. And there were so many dogs there. I'd never seen anything. Mm-hmm. It was like. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And so yeah. Aloe. I see, I see some of those shelters. Cause TikTok yeah, is definitely now a like major a, thing in Florida. There's, there's like a... dogs available. So aloe vera. It's hundreds aloe. of dogs. Oh, there's aloe. Aloe. How cute. Oh, and turbo. So both of them were foster, but so aloe was. Oh, I love her name's aloe. That's turbo. So aloe had been stabbed and left on the side wow. of the road. And someone had written RIP with Sharpie on his head. And that oh was gosh. the first time they had ever oh had anyone written on. I was like, what do you mean written? I didn't even get it at first. But they did that. And he couldn't walk at first, Aloe. Um, it was horrible, you know, but I never took him back, mm. you know. And then um, and, the, and then Turbo came, like, a couple months later. He was two pounds. Oh, my God. Um, wow. Not anymore. Was, everybody on the foster page wanted him. Oh. I was like, I want him. You know, he looked like a tiny Rottweiler. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my purse bag. Oh, dog, I put yeah, him yeah, in yeah. there until he grew. So, <laughs> you got, got, you got, got your giant big, dog. That big boy oh, back there. He's a good boy. He's what a, a good sweetie. Boy. Yeah, and then Arden, she's um, 11, and um, – She's, oh, a she's so cute. Oh my gosh. She's, she's, like, she's like, these are my baby. You guys dogs. have a lot of dogs? Oh, we do. Yes. We have a myriad. I have four. Um, yes, I have three and two cats. So, you know, it's a household. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I like about, <laughs> excuse me, the one thing I'm choking on my own uh, excitement to chat. Um, <laughs> the one thing I noticed though is that like uh, some of the moves that you may involve in yoga are actually some great rehabilitation moves mm. that we use on dogs or we use that to prep them before we take them out mm-hmm. for some of our bigger sports. Right. And I think like if anything, more people could make that connection because it's not always so much that you are providing the dog with this calm effect and you're providing this dog with like this foundation of being able to know where their body is, their back legs, their front legs, their back mm-hmm. and be aware of that. But also there's a flip side in that energy. You know, our calm energy can also affect them. So it teaches oh, yeah. us a way to be, to help affect them. Because I think they even say for dogs, like if we yawn, it can be contagious to a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. So like, so they definitely feed off of our energy as well. Yeah. Some people might be at home like, uh, my dog is a nervous Nelly. There's no way that dog is going to chill out for Doga. But the mm. truth of the matter is, is maybe if it's you can person calm yourself. It's the person nervous Nelly, yes. Right. And if you can find yourself to be in a People say that all the time. So then I was saying, so some people will go to a Doga class where everybody brings their dog and there's a mat and all that. But I've what I was trying to say is Doga should become just part of your life where mm. you do it 
every day, all throughout your day. And it can be five minutes here, five yeah. minutes there, like when you wake up. You so know, you what, Susie, down. what does doga look like then? Like if someone were to, to say if someone has never heard of this before and they're like, okay, well, I maybe do stretches. Maybe I mm-hmm. do some stuff with my dog. Like is doga, does someone need to know how to do yoga to start right, off? Like, what does that look like? Right. That's a good question. So it would be more like just start by sitting and doing mm-hmm. like, or laying. So start with two poses. The first pose, like, you know, like a, a full lotus pose, you know, you could, you know, sit in a full lotus and have them sit and you'll do a meditation and they'll just sit or just rub mm-hmm. them or just touch their third eye or massage and just get where you're just both. Cause yoga doesn't have to be, obviously there's eight branches to yoga, right. eight limbs, um, that yoga postures is only one of it, you know, and then there's the breathing and then there's the karma yoga, being a good person and, and, you know, and being um, healthy and all, and meditating and all that. And so it doesn't have to be fancy. So people can start easy, you know, or lay in Shavasana and lay on your back. Mm -hmm. And then you start to gradually add in more poses for a person who doesn't know a lot. But if you're a, a yoga practitioner and you, um, you have a vinyasa flow, you oh, know, yeah, let yeah. the dog just be there with you mm-hmm. and, and start vinyasa. to, you know, just start to touch them and let them join. I know, you mm. know, at the beginning there weren't really set poses and I really don't mm. think it has to be like that. Yeah. Cause That's that might limit what people down. can now do. The paw of attraction is more like the dog could have a horrible, something really horrible happen. But then in the next second, they're they're not letting what's happening right in front of them affect them anymore. Like they can let go of it so quickly. And, um, you know, there's just so much to learn from, from just being calm with your dog and and what you were saying, the energy. That that gives me like another question, I guess you mentioned like, you know, dogs, dogs do sometimes experience like a lot of stress and a lot of trauma. Um, And do you have like examples or stories of where, practicing some doga with your dog has helped the person or the dog kind of get into that state of mind that helps them overcome these things? Oh, yeah. I mean, Ali would, uh, I mean, obviously with my dog, Ali, I mean, he didn't know me when I took him Mm -hmm. home and I started to try and do things with him. He wouldn't roll over on his back. Yeah. You know, it took him a little bit to be trusting. And um, lots of, lots of people have, you know, used, have used yoga. I mean, it's, I'm not the only one who has a foster. I have a lot of people mm-hmm, who right. have them and it's when you, when you are giving them that love and energy, then they give it back and they, right. you know, they're able to move on quickly, you know, and they do. I don't, that's what I wonder. Do they think about it? They do when they dream, are they twitching? Are they mm-hmm. thinking about it or, right, right. or are they just chasing a squirrel? Right. Sometimes, um, sometimes I see my dog running in his sleep. Sometimes he's wagging his tail in his sleep. I sometimes know. he's growling and I'm always like, what are you thinking about? But right. you, know, you, you mentioned your dog, Aloe, not wanting to lay on his back. And that just like made me think of, you know, some, I, I have, I only have one animal in my house that's not a rescue animal. And so I have noticed that the ones that I didn't get to socialize early on do have, you know, different experiences. Do a test and just Mm -hmm. maybe just the two of you in a room by yourself and just like be on the ground and do things like even turbo. He gets a little bit like he'll try to run around and stuff. But he, he, if I stay here, yeah. Oh, he'll want me to do it and just, Oh, they'll come up and lay next to you. you Like, please stretch me out. They'll like give up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
They yeah, kinda I let took go, a... They kind of learn to let go, you know? Yeah. Like, like we do. What, what I know it is, I have to say that it's like, that is probably the worst thing that people have is their mind that they continue yeah. to think about things. Hi, I'm the yeah. problem. It's right, me. Right. <laughs> you know, and that is the rumination of the mind is, yes. is a, this, the killer of the world, you know? Yep. And, you know, and so um, the dog is in alignment, you know, they can easily get back into alignment because nobody's going to lose contrast in the, this world. We're, you know, mm-hmm. we're all going to move from something that happens and then you have to, you know, they use it to, to, to learn from it, yeah. you know, and they don't regret and sit there and, and, and rather than moving on quickly. I know if yeah, only absolutely. we could all do that. Right. And so I heard you, you know, with that being said, I heard you mention just in conversation here, but I think we should go deeper. The paw of attraction, which I thought was such a fun play on to, well, the law of attraction, as we've all True. kind of heard. Can you tell <laughs> Can you tell me more about that and what that means? Say that again. You. you were frozen for a second. I'm sorry. You're the paw of attraction. Oh, the paw of attraction. I would love to well, learn more. Like, what does yeah. that mean to you? Because I mm-hmm. immediately think of the law of attraction. Does it have? Is it? Is it very similar? Or do you guys study the law of attraction, or is it just something you've heard of? I've heard of it. Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard of it, but I've that's looked not as into far as it. Goes. <laughs> yeah. So when I so I started studying specifically the law of attraction um, with Abraham um, Esther Hicks in like 2018 or 2017. And, and then I also started, um, doing a a master's program in spirituality at the university of Florida with Michael Singer, who wrote, um, a few books, um, the untethered soul and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, all of a sudden all the, it clicked that everything they were talking about, shaking me, um, everything that they were talking about was a dog. Exactly. Mm. They're trying to say the spirit, talking about the spiritual being, you know, you know, and how to live a a spiritual life. And so to me, that's, um, what, how I studied the law of attraction is, um, utilizing your power of vibration and energy. Yeah. Either in a good way or a bad way to attract something, you know, and, um, when I, when I started studying with them, like Michael's big thing is how you can't let the moment in front of you determine how you're going to feel, you know, no, like, that's true. Um, that's so true. Or like what's so, in your present really, moment. Yeah. yeah. Dogs really don't do that. I mean, um, dogs will get away, you know, like if, right. if, even if you're just in the house ranting and raving yourself or something, <laughs> they'll go hide, you know, mm-hmm. they'll go make themselves comfortable somewhere else. You know, mm-hmm. they're not gonna, um, you know, well, what, also, also another thing is that like, we tend to live in our life right now and say, well, I needed, I need more of this, or I need, I want more of this, or I yes. want to be here. And I wish yeah. I wasn't here right now. I wish I was somewhere else. Even dogs right. in like deplorable conditions are just like, they learn to just cope and do the best. Yeah. yeah. With what make, make the in. most of the situation. Right. And, for and, and that's not to say that that's okay to do to right. dogs. It's not. But, you know, I spend a lot of time sometimes getting caught up in that. I wish I moved somewhere else or had a bigger mm. house or a bigger yard. Right. Or I wish I didn't always have to do this. And I'm like, you know, by doing all that, you lose right. so much yeah, time. You're, you're missing here. out on what's yeah. happening right so now. So the dog has right. more of that happy journey to the yeah. happy ending. You're not going to mm-hmm. have an unhappy journey to all of a sudden a happy ending, you know. Right. So, you know, it's like start right now, start right now. Like the power of now, you know, and Eckhart Tolle, he's a huge influencer of me too. And Eckhart Tolle, 
um, you know, I have all these different spiritual teachers that I was studying through yoga. And then all of a sudden, you know, the animal part came out, but he wrote a book called, um, um, uh, the guardian of, of beings, guardians mm. of being. And it's about dogs and cats. And he writes oh, little poems, you oh, know, wow. about how watch a cat sitting there doing <laughs> nothing all day. And they got so much done or whatever. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> They're so proud of um, themselves, even though yeah, they did nothing you know, today. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, so what happened was the paw of attraction, it came to me when you read it, you'll understand that it's not about just the poses and the asanas. It's not just about meditation. It's about living like a dog, you know, yeah. it's like, can you live? Wow. Like, so a good if, reminder. Yeah. Like that's, all these that's people, my goal. <laughs> yeah, like know, all right? the spiritual teachers are saying, you know, how can you be the highest spiritual being? And I love that um, Eckhart wrote the, do- the book on dogs because he always says that, that my cat is more spiritual. My dog is more spiritual. Oh, yeah, than look at the me, artwork. You know? So wow. it's, you know, so the, that's the great thing about, to me, Paw of Attraction has taken it to a point where you, you don't have, you can be new to yoga, you can be new to yoga, and as you want to add fancier poses, you can, and if you want to find a class that has a full-on workout for you and your dog, or it can be just a lifestyle mm-hmm. um, of being And just a including person. them, and just, you know, keeping them, just including them along, because a lot of times, like, if, the, if your dog is senior or has you know, other issues where they won't be able to like do the poses, but just having them with you. Cause at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, our dogs just want to be with us and spend time with us. Just getting out of the house. Like they have up. I learned that, you know, my dog, my one boy is getting a little older. He's not like Mm -hmm. quite senior, senior, but he's getting older. Mm -hmm. And I learned that like, you know, by pulling things out of his life, you think you're doing, you're like shortening his quality of life, but that's not true. He just embraces. Yeah doing things a little bit slower and he really enjoys that. Like that to him mm-hmm. is replacing the days we used yeah, to do and the, fast and agility cool and all is, the other things. Oh, and the other thing is, you know, people have, you know, like body dysmorphia, you know, and mm-hmm. dogs don't, know. you know, like a dog could like Vincent lost his arm and they just, you know, and keep on and, keeping and, on. Yeah, this is, and they're this just is my life now. We're going to do it. You know, um, yeah. they're not their body. Like they know that, just because their hand's gone now, that yeah. that didn't change anything. You can yeah. take it all the way still. They have to adapt just like we do. Yeah. yeah. And so that really just shows that there's this spiritual inner being mm-hmm. inside of of um, of living creatures, you know. Yeah. And so that's like the main thing, you know, that here we are on this earth in the middle of billions of galaxies and we're the only one that has any kind of life on it right and um and we're living with dogs you know and and there's so there has to be some connection of the inside just because they can't actually speak but you we know that they're right almost oh there's there's so much more to it there's so much yeah there's so much so the paw of attraction really just takes it to the point of like when you close your eyes you're two beings of just your inner, you know, connecting. Yeah. It doesn't even matter if it's a person. That's why I asked my dog to marry me, you know, I liked mm. him better than, than yeah, anybody yeah. else, you know, he was nicer to me than the other guys. Yeah. That's wow. so amazing. So if so, if more people want to learn about Doga, where, where could they find you? Where can they get involved? Tell us more so mm-hmm. we can lead our audience. Well, my website, I've always had dogadog.org forever. Um, there's instructors though, all over the world. You know, I've got ladies that are in all of really like Paris and, um, Australia, New Zealand. So there's, if you really just, you know, kind of want to search for it, you'll find it if anybody yeah. goes online, you know, but, um, 
you know, my book is on sale on my website or on Amazon. Um, and it's, it's a book you want to read a little bit here and a little bit there and just, mm-hmm. and, and we just can't forget, you know, mm-hmm. that, um, our example of like a Buddha is sitting in our room with us, you know, mm-hmm. like, that's so true. It, yeah. and, and it's, we're so lucky, you know, to yeah, have we are. Them. and mm-hmm. it's such a blessing, you know, for them to be part of our lives. And so that, you know, for me, Doga, you take it to where you want it to be. Like if you're right. new, that's the beauty of yoga in general. Yeah, is that exactly. There's no, there's no pressure that you have to be the next like yogi, you know, like there's yeah. no pressure and you can do it at your pace and everyone's and always welcoming. So, like, you could go to my website, Doga Dog, and um, I have a, other videos on how to do instructionals and stuff like that. Um, you know, and so the paw of attraction is more about how you're um, becoming like a dog attracting. It's more of the essence and the mm. um, spiritual inside that you should find within everything that we do. Like when we say take yoga into your life off the mat, you know, you know, we try to like, you know, take dog life off of the mat into our right. regular life, mm-hmm. you know. That's so uh, true. I think that's why yeah. I always wanted my dog with me at the beginning during 9-11 when mm. you just, you know, felt. Well, at that point, everyone wanted their family. Like, just nothing. Like, in that moment, all those other problems suddenly were very, very small or didn't matter because everything was so upside down. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, and we need to think like that. Like, each day is as special as getting a dog because of some kind of huge Mm. contrast like that. Like, we shouldn't let our lives get to that point where it has to be. Stay rooted. You know, stay grounded Um, just like they teach you. Absolutely. I just love that, you know, it's, it's more, it's more than just, doing yoga with your dog. It's about the way of being. It's about the way that you live your life. It's about your relationships. It's like your mental process. And, um, you know, there's just so much that we can learn from our dogs. And I think that this is just a really great way for us to like take a step back, look at how they live their lives and really, really try to achieve that in ourselves of just like appreciating the moment. And I think that's really cool that you've used something as great as yoga for your body to also connect with your dog and also and- offer enrichment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it also offers enrichment for your dog as well. So in the end, yeah, it's like, it's, it um, you know, it's a lifetime together. Thing. And it changes when you have a new dog too. You know, you, it is a, when I, when Coley died, you know, and he was my first yogi, it was kind of like, how will, back then it was, um, I didn't have another dog. I didn't realize that it wasn't about the postures. It was about, breathing together and learning how to live life happy together. And, you know, like a puppy and wait, how they wake up every day excited, you know, we can all wake up like every day, like, <laughs> right. I know, you know, they, <laughs> you wake up sometimes so thinking, up and I'm like, where's my coffee. <laughs> right. Right. And they, you know, I love that. About, that's what makes me so happy. We like, think that's about yesterday, smart. you know, and dogs can move on quickly from yesterday, which you know, Very resilient. Well, they don't have, and then you say, well, they don't have to make money and they don't have to do that. But, you know, beasts of this world have to do something out there to yeah. survive. So that's really inspiring. And honestly, like I, I need to practice this every day. And I really think that even cool. for me, though, like it, it is a daily like learning. Pre- yeah. I'll lose it in a second. I'll be like, oh my God, well, I just have to go sit get wrapped up. Yeah. yeah, you well, get like a beep on your phone I'll... and all of a sudden you have all these anxious Dude, things. In Amber, your Amber and I could definitely <laughs> use some doga in our lives because half the time we're right, like texting you each other like, oh my God, we're so anxious. We're so overwhelmed. Of how you're feeling. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, that too. But that's what I was saying about the dysmorphia of, you mm-hmm. know, 
people change as you get older, you know, your body's going to change and the dog's body's change like an older dog, like Arden can barely walk. And, but when I'm stretching her, you know, and being with her, she's so happy and we have to stop um, looking at ourselves so much and like dogs look in the mirror and stuff. A dog's not sitting there thinking about all the things wrong with them. <laughs> right, right. Or what they're themselves. lacking. They're focusing on what they can do. And, and comparing. What they can do. Um, so it, they live, right, just from the beginning of what you said, it's all about living in the present moment. It's about your energy. So the law of attraction is you attract what you're giving out. Mm. So whether it's good or bad. Oh, I believe you that. Know, whether it's good or bad. Absolutely. But the law of attraction is the secret behind dogs and dogo. Mm. And they usually have, they understand how. Wow to control, you know, the energy and the way that they I love that. I, get I love that so much. And I wish that we had more time, but we do have to wrap oh, this yeah. up. But I know. I know you mentioned your website, but is there anything else that you can kind of leave our listeners with so that they can learn more about this and try to practice right. this with their yeah. dogs? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just you don't even need a yoga mat, but it's nice to have the same thing every day. Like mm-hmm. as you put it out, the dog will know. And, and if, you know yoga already do some of your poses and let them join in and you guys probably have taught them some massage moves or some you know other things use massage and yeah and just mostly start to breathe together you know it all comes back to we we forget that we forget to breathe you know um just sitting and breathing that's so many people say go back go to meditation and Mm. really i'm not going to talk too much more no way to go but yoga is to prepare you for meditation Mm. in the olden days that's why they did all those asanas so then they could sit because their bodies were comfortable so you know we're learning how to to sit comfortably you know yeah it's a beautiful way to look at it yeah. Thank well, you so much, great. Susie. We're Thanks so thrilled to have had you. That's great information. I can't wait to learn more. And if I come down to Florida, I'm going to have to hit you up and we can do yeah, some Yeah, you know, so Joga Dog and yeah. anything Joga Online, you guys, is there's great people out there in a lot of cities. Awesome. So. Thank you so much for coming You're on and welcome. sharing your passion with us. We hope some audience members are going to go home and try to do some doga with their own dog or just learn to sit quietly and be in the moment mm-hmm. with their animal. We can all yeah, benefit starting from that. with the paw of attraction, reading it, it will make you understand more that you don't have to be doing anything more than being happy. That's in right. The so just definitely being, check Amazon. Just go to Amazon, check out Paul's yeah. Attraction. Be sure to grab that copy for your summer read, your fall read. And thank you again, Susie. We can't thank, thank you enough you. for coming on the show Bye, today. Amber and we hope to see you again soon. Okay, Thanks so much, Susie. Bye. 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 Bye, everybody out there. I'm going to try my best to get into that mindset of the paw of attraction and kind of living every day like a dog. It's so true. And, you know, I think that, like, I feel a bit calm. It just reminds me. Like, it's not that I feel calmer in this very moment, but, man, it's going to remind me when I get so lost and obsessed with life around me Mm. to, like, take a chill pill, like, literally. And to take, like, you know, a moment to look over at my dog and – and let my energy feed what how that dog feels because I'm probably affecting them too. Yeah, such, that's so such true. good information that I feel that like it's gonna get me in a better headspace moving yeah, forward. Yeah, and so even I'm just taking a few breaths. Yeah, it's a few breaths with your dog might actually be more beneficial than we realize. But I know I really so enjoyed you. chatting with her. It was really awesome. Yes, a huge thank you to Susie for taking your time for chatting with us and really educating all of us. Hopefully, this will be something other people can enjoy too. Okay, well, I know we have some questions from our amazing listeners. So let's take one of our questions and see what they have to say. 
My dog has a tendency to bark excessively, whether it's at the doorbell, other dogs passing by, or random noises. I want to find a way to address this behavior without suppressing their natural instincts. Can you provide guidance on how to curb excessive barking while still allowing my dog to communicate? That is a difficult question um, because I know Chrissy and I always talk about like the reason why your dog is barking. I have met some dogs. I don't know about you, Chrissy, but I have met some dogs that just bark because they enjoy barking. Mm -hmm. They're not barking at anything or for anything. They just enjoy hearing It's like the least path of resistance. It's the easiest (laughs) thing for them to do. So they do it. Um, Whether it's excited or someone startles them or they're frustrated or they want something, you know, they just, that's what they'll resort to first and foremost. I think it's all about redirecting what they should do in those moments. And and, and also for this particular person, I, I think it's just about figuring out all the time. Okay. But what, right. What does that actually mean? (laughs) I want to dig a little deeper. Is that all the time in your house at the window all the time in all different areas of their life? If that's the case, I definitely suggest you get in with a positive reinforcement trainer Mm -hmm. and start to delve deeper into why these are uh, occurrences are happening. Yeah. Anytime we see, anytime (laughs) earplugs are a good idea. Earplugs are great. Anytime that we see a dog is doing something we don't like that they're doing, we have to realize the dog is doing it for a reason. Um, And whether that's because they enjoy barking or they're barking at something, there's a lot of different management techniques that you can use to also prevent them from barking. So if they're barking out the window, you can try covering the windows. You could put something on the windows, redirecting them, like Chrissy said, to great things. So if my dogs, like if I have construction workers outside, I'm going to bring them downstairs and give them Kong toys or bones to chew on so they're not looking at, you know, the stuff going on and barking. But that's a a loaded question that I hope that you can find the reason why, JC, if that's how we say your name. And hopefully that will help your dog out a little bit. Hey, dog moms. This is Alex from Austin. My adorable Maltese turns into a total escape artist whenever I try to pick them up for grooming. Any tips or tricks to make this process less of a chase and more of a pampering session? Thanks. I do understand what he's asking. So he's got a small dog. And this is actually a really common thing I've seen in small dogs where they know like you call them over, you lean down to pick them up, and then they run away. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing is that if you are tricking your dog, they will figure it out and they will start to distrust you. And then the behavior is going to get a lot worse. So – you're going to have to stop tricking your dog, unfortunately for you. I know that's, that's what you wanted. How do I trick my dog? How do I make it you don't. quicker, faster? Yeah. That's you don't. You don't. Not ideal. And that's, that's not the answer you probably wanted, but I'm sure Chrissy will agree. You're going to have to separate this into pieces and train your dog to feel comfortable with you grabbing them and having them come close to you. And there's a lot of different training you can do out there that's like consent training where the dog comes to you, you put your hand on them, reward them, take your hand away so that the dog is not thinking every time you bend down to grab them, it's going to be a rush don't like to do. Yeah. And a lot of small dogs don't like things rushing at them, especially because they're smaller. And so like, and also right. being grabbed, a lot of small dogs don't like that feeling of being held and held down or, you know, to the point where like they are smaller than you and you are more powerful than them. Doesn't make it yeah. right to kind of like be able to pin a dog down to do what you need to do. So yeah, I think it's all about just finding a way that's going to be comfortable with both them. Or if it's really out of your element, consult somebody who is like, going to be the one that's going to be able to do this in the best way, shape or form. So maybe finding a groomer who's able to help you through that. Yeah. Um, There is a trainer that's called Laura Monaco Torelli. I think her name is. She does a lot of that type of training, like has videos online, but something also like if you are in the middle of trying to train your dog to get used to being picked up and handled, maybe 
you know, every, for every time you have to pick them up and wipe their eyes, pick them up 10 times and give them like their favorite thing and a treat or something so that it's not always this like negative association of being grabbed. Right. And you could use a special occasion type of treat that your dog only gets when you're going to grab them. And that will hopefully help you manage it while you're working on this behavior separately from when you need it. You know, when I dremel my puppy's nails is that, you know, a lot of times you think you got to hold the dog down to do that. But what I actually did is I put a licket mat, you know, on the, mm-hmm. on the door, like of my kitchen and it sticks to that surface. So I end up over there, but it's great because like he can just stand on all fours and I just gently take the dremel and start touching it. I don't even have to like hold his body or anything. He's like, Oh, okay. What's going on there? Yeah. And after a while, he's like, okay, that's it. I don't like it. It's too much, but that's just, okay. We take a little break. We go back to it. I maybe do like one to two feet and then, you know, it takes two or three days to get it all done, but I've got a dog. I don't have to physically strap down. And he's like, okay, I understand this is not a uh, I'm going to be forced into a corner every time that thing comes out. Because as soon as you get right. that ear cleaner or you get that Dremel out, they know. Yeah. And so if you've paired it to moments that cause them a lot of stress, it's going to be really hard to undo that. Right. And the more you trick them, the more they're not going to trust you and they're yeah. it's going to get worse. So just keep They'll that bleed in into mind. into other things. Yeah. Absolutely. Great question. All right. We do have time for one more question. Okay. So we have one more question. This question is from Rebecca. And she says, my dog has horrible separation anxiety and tries to destroy my house every time I leave her alone. I've tried everything, enrichment toys, crate training, drugs, etc. Now my trainer has suggested an e-collar to help redirect her anxiety. What do you think of this and do you have any suggestions? Mm. So before we give our suggestions, I just want to say my heart feels for you, Rebecca. This is like a really difficult thing to go through. My in-laws are going through this right now with their dog. And it's not easy. They can't even leave the house. And I I know how hard and emotional that can be. So I imagine you're feeling pretty desperate and willing to just try anything to make your dog feel better. I agree. Um, I, Beasley had horrendous anxiety, create anxiety, separation anxiety. Um, and so I understand where you're coming from. We actually did like 99% of what you've done, um, except for that last step there. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Yeah, I would say flat out it's a bad idea, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, and if your trainer we're, we're is referring to the e collar, right, yeah. right, using an e collar um, is something that could add potential, you know, more stress and more triggers to your dog, especially for something like separation anxiety. This is something that is not a training issue; it is a an anxiety related mental issue for your dog, and so you want to make sure that you're reaching out to someone who is qualified and has experience with this level of anxiety because this is not a crate training thing. This is not something an enrichment toy is going to fix. Um, So my biggest suggestion for you would be to look for a certified, a clinical, sorry, a board. How do you say that? Board certified? Board certified clinical. Is it? I'll just say board certified. Sorry. Board certified um, veterinary behaviorist. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, it's a long sentence, my brain. (laughs) That's okay. You're good. I would just probably start from Um, the top of that sentence. That was good though. So I would suggest that you find someone qualified with experience in this issue. Um, You want to find a board certified veterinary behaviorist. And this is not your typical veterinarian. This is not your general health veterinarian. You're going to go and just see your dog to get help when they, you know, have a checkup. This is a veterinarian who has gone through education and has the experience to be able to handle 
this level of anxiety and they will be able to help you through the steps of helping your dog recover. And, um, and also understanding the why, as we always say on here, um, and I, and I don't know your situation. I, all I can do is offer some ideas to think about outside the box. But, you know, I, I remember when I worked at a veterinary hospital, there was a dog who was being this destructive, but, you know, come down the line, they actually found out it was because when they left, there was like construction happening during the day, but that wasn't happening when they came home. So they had no idea. It was just right. like construction that would only happen while they were at their nine to five job. And it was ramping up the dog's anxiety in other ways than you just being gone. But I will also add, my dog Beasley had horrible anxiety. Like he would make himself bleed in a wire crate because he would dig Mm -hmm. at it, dig at it. He would rip the carpet out underneath. It was awful. But they do make some crates these days that are really made to be safer for your dog. And so if they are going to explode and have sort of like all these outbursts, they make crates that are still very comfortable for the dog, but are also a lot safer and more secure so that your dog can't get their nails in the wires or get their teeth around something um, and yet can still be a safe haven. So I would definitely expand the horizon of um, what you've been choosing to try to use on your dog. And maybe there's Mm -hmm. something out there that's newer and is going to be a little bit of a better direction. Yeah, definitely. And just don't forget that there is a difference between your general vet and a dog trainer and a veterinarian that specifically studies and specializes in behavior cases because those veterinarians that are certified in that are, are unmatched. They, they have, they have expertise in this and they have experience with dogs like this, which that's what you really need. Um, so find, see if you can find someone local to you or an online consult that would be able to help you through that. But yeah. good luck with that, Rebecca. I know that that's really difficult and really hard to go through. And I really hope that you can find some solutions that will help you kind of get some peace and your dog will get some peace too. So we want to thank you guys, our listeners for tuning in and sending us your questions. We absolutely love hearing from you all and learning more about your dogs. And don't forget that you can send us more questions and little blurbs to dogtv.com slash the dog moms. If you guys want to see some behind the scenes or learn more about our guests, you can head to our landing page. The same thing. Send us questions there. See all the things we talked about in today's episode on that page, dogtv.com slash the dog moms. Yes, you might even see some pictures of Oakley stranded on the water. But if you liked this episode or if you want to watch more, please leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast. Again, we are available on iHeartRadio and Spotify and other streaming platforms. And don't forget, you can also follow us on our social media accounts and stay in tune with us and say hi. We'd love to chat with you. So until next time, stay positive and have a wonderful day with your furry friends. Go out there and enjoy some time with your dog. They just want to spend time with you. See you next time. Bye. Whiskey. Oh, she's mad you're not playing with her. Dog box, dog box. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Dog box.